Right, so you'll notice I'm wearing the same clothes. Unless you don't, unless you're listening to this, then you'll know you'll know of a clue that I'm wearing the same clothes. But if you're watching it on YouTube, you'll notice I'm wearing the same clothes as I did in episode four of this podcast, right? Now there's a reason for that. It's not for continuity. It's not like I'm doing it um, to be clever. Well, I am trying to do it to be clever, but it depends on your definition of clever. The so know how I said that I was I was supposed to I was going to try and film one of these when I was away in Stranra, right? Now there was a reason for that. Now the reason was like when I done the first one of these, I kept it a week after, and then I'd filmed the second one, and then it gave me one of these tucked away in the background. Um, in case I didn't get round to doing one, and I quite liked that. I quite liked having just that little bit of safety net. Um, and when I went away to Stranra, I fucking used the safety net. Three three episodes in, and I used the safety net. Safety net's fucking gone. And I'm literally just finished watching back the fourth one because I always watch it back because I'm a egotistical bastard. <laughs> I always watch it back because I don't actually know what I've said. And sometimes I think maybe I'll say something and it will get me in a lot of trouble. And I've just watched it back and I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do another one today. I'm going to do two. And then that way I've got my safety net back. Now I've only got 41 minutes of battery left because I've left the charger in the house. That one was 50 minutes. So if I get half an hour out of this before the battery goes dead, I'm happy with that. That's fine. I just need a bit of safety net. I, I just need that there so that I know... If something goes tits, I've got it sorted. That's it. So that's why I'm doing this. Um, and I don't even—I don't know if I've got enough chat to keep us going for the forty minutes worth of battery that's left. But we'll find out. But I'm going to tell you a story about my cats. So I'm um, about my cats because when I was away, I was gutted about this. Like obviously, I missed my children and all that. Obviously, I missed my family when I was away in Stranraer. I was only away for four days, but I, I don't really go away. I'm a, I'm a kind of creature of comforts. I don't I don't really the world that doesn't really seem that interesting a place. Like, you know how people say, "Oh, what would you like to see?" Like, if there's anywhere you would like to go in the world, where would you like to go? And I'm like, ah, I fucking couldn't really be, be asked with it if I'm honest. Like, like when folk go, oh, you, I would love to see the pyramids. I would like to see. I've seen the pyramids when they were when they were made. <laughs> like, see when they just finished them. I'd like to have seen them, because now they're just big crumbly fuckers. Like they're not. And and they've they've built from what I've heard from people that went to to Egypt to see these things. Like they've they've the they've built like they all live. People live right up to the edge of the pyramids and stuff now. Like it's not. Like back in the day, were they not fucking white? They were like, supposed to be like white or in the gold tops and all that. I would want to see it like that. Do I fucking see it? There's enough abandoned buildings where I live without travelling. Fucking four hours to go see them. Do you know what I mean? So I'm a creature of comforts. The fullest I've ever been is Tunisia. That's the fullest I've ever been. And me and my good lady, this is before we, we had kids, we went away uh, to Tunisia and I... Oh, I, I fucking, I, I got on that. It was an all-inclusive. Never, I've never done an all-inclusive before. Because I never went anywhere. It was it was my good lady wife's idea. I, honest, I am being fucking serious when I say this. I would have sat in my bedroom. 
I would sit in my bedroom watching documentaries about pyramids and never fucking think about going to see them. I would never would. I just it's never it's never really been part of my thing to go and see stuff. Like when people go, Oh, where would you like to go? I'm like, ah fucking I would go like if I went to New York, people want to go to New York quite a lot, don't they? Like I would want to go to uh, Staten Island. That would be it. And it's only because of these, it's only because of the Wu-Tang. That would be it. That's the only reason I would go is go, oh, fucking man, look, I wonder if they ever stood there. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I wonder if, I wonder if the jizz ever put something in that bin. Like, that would, that would, the only reason I would go. We couldn't be fucked with it. And then when, um, I would, I said I would go to Vegas, but, but, but I would go to Vegas when I was younger. I wanted to go to Vegas because I was, um, a fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That's why I wanted to go, but I wouldn't go now because I, I don't think I'd come back. I don't think I'd survive it. I think if I went to to Las Vegas and went full Hunter S, I wouldn't survive. I wouldn't make it back. So the furthest I've ever been is Tunisia. I've never been anywhere because I really can't be fucked with it. I'm, I, I, I just like, I like, va- like graffiti and guitars and comic books and stuff like that. And they're all here. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to go see it. And the thing about graffiti is, like, it's only there for a very short, limited period of time, then it's gone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... I suppose there's people's paintings I would like to see in real life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to see people painting in real life and stuff like that, but actual places, landmarks and stuff, it's never really been... No, they say culture, like, different cultures broaden your mind and stuff like that. I don't fucking... That doesn't really bother me. Because it's expensive as well. To go travelling. I don't know anybody that's... Get as, as much money as I've got that can just fuck off to... I don't know. Where do people go? Where do people go to find themselves? Because that fucking annoys me. That annoys me. When people say, Oh, my way to such and such to find myself. Like, I met a guy once who said to me, Oh, my way to... I've quit my job and I'm away to Australia to find myself. And I was like, What makes you think you're there? What fucking makes you think you're in, in Australia? Do you think you're going to be walking by a shop window and see a reflection and go, fuck, there I am. There. I, I'm glad I came there. I'm there. Silly. I, fuck it. It's yourself. What a push. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny how when people, when they say that, like they're going to go find themselves. It's always like, you, do you know, you need a darkened room. Like, I, if I was speaking to someone and they said, I'm away to find myself in that darkened room. Uh, but uh, that makes more sense. I go go in there seventy two hours. You have a good idea after seventy two hours. Like that's probably a better. Pl- that's probably where you would find yourself. What was I talking about? Tunisia, right? So I went to Tunisia with my good lady wife, and no one spoke to me in the full time I was there. It was all inclusive, right? And and they had this machine. <laughs> they had this big machine that made cocktails, right? And and it was like. Do you know what I mean? And they put the spirit in, and then they put the, the, the. I suppose it was like an is that an espresso? Is that what you call it? Like an, 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 like one of the aid machines. You put the pod in, and it kind of does. The, the, it gives you the beverage. And uh, I, I, I was mad into mojitos, mojitos, and they would put the the spirit in, and then run it under the whatever the fuck it was, and it would put the rest of the mojito in it. But what they just kept doing was just putting vodka in it. That was it. They wouldn't. It didn't matter. Like it was just the diluting juice. <laughs> like that was. That's what it was. Like it was. So if you wanted a mojito, you get a vodka with mojito flavouring. That was it. 
if you wanted a fucking, I don't know, any pina colada, that's a thing in it. Like, so it would just be, I don't even know if there is vodka in a pina colada. Probably not. It's probably rum in it. It's probably rum. Anyway, I was absolutely smeak it. I was. See when I see when I see because there's been a few times on these things where I've said, like I used to go on it, like I used to get, I I I loved it, I I would I would I I enjoyed a drink, so I did, and I was fairly good at it, until the times when I wasn't good at it. <laughs> then I'd wake up the next day and I'd have to go through all the apologies, all the oh, I'm really sorry, like mate, I'm really sorry about that. But like I, I I enjoyed it, man. I could properly, and I've got one of those facades that I could have been drinking all day, and I don't look drunk. I've got one of them. Like I could be drinking all day, and I don't look drunk. If if it, but then I'm one drink over the line, and that's when I forget how to walk. I was telling a story the other day. Um, I was talking about Tom Waits. I was talking about Tom Waits and how much I love Tom Waits, right? And when I was um. On the YouTube thing, going down the Tom Waits wormhole, because there's loads of stuff, right? He's a really fucking witty and clever guy. If I could ever be as witty and clever as Tom Waits, I would, that would be it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't need to justify not seeing the pyramids. I'd be like, Atlas, I'm as fucking witty as Tom Waits. <laughs> you can take your pyramids and shove them up your hole. <laughs> and it's phrases like that that mean I'll never be witty and clever. Because I say things like that, shove that up your hole. Sorry. That deserved a victory sip of coffee. What was I talking about? Right, Tom Waits. So, and it was a, a, a there's a video on YouTube you can watch it, and it's a, I think it's called Fernwood Tonight, and it was um Tom Waits was being interviewed by this guy, and what happened was he came on stage. This was when maybe three albums deep before way before Swordfish Trombones, right? Which again, man, listen, if you're not into Tom Waits, you should be right now. I was um. I seen him. I seen him in Edinburgh. I hadn't toured for like twenty odd years, and he went on tour and he came here. He played two nights in Edinburgh, and it's the only gig I ever I've ever been to sober. I was like, I spent a lot of money coming to see this guy. I am remembering every single bit of it, and it was incredible, right? But the guy Swordfish Trombones is like the album where he kind of changed from the jazz blues singer into this kind of more weird progressive type stuff like he was making instruments and things like he said Lays Claypool from Primus playing bass on his albums and stuff and he used to beat, beatbox he would do things like he'd a tape recorder in the toilet and he would go to the toilet and uh, he would beatbox into, it, into the tape recorder and then make loops and start making songs about these the guy's fucking great right so he's on this talk show and uh, he, he walks out and he sits down and he's talking away to the guy and he offers him, he says, I'm sorry, I've not got anything stronger for you. And it was because it was a can of Coke for him to drink. And he's like, I don't worry. And he goes into his pocket and he pulls out a, a, a bottle of Harvey's Bristol Cream. Right? And the guy went, oh, I've never interviewed a man with a bottle in front of him before. And Tom Waits said, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. And I was like, this guy's fucking genius. As soon as, I, as, soon as he said it, I was like, oh my, I fucking, I, I, this guy... I just fucking love him. So I thought, if I drink Harvey's Bristol Cream, I will be as witty and intelligent as this man. So that's what I'd done. I went to Tesco and I bought myself a bottle of Harvey's Bristol Cream and I turned up at this guy's house. I, I'd never met this guy. I'd never met this guy, right? But he was friends with one of my friends who said, look, he's having a few people run to his house tonight. 
you could you buy a cup and go round. I was like, cool man. So I turned up with a bottle of Harvey's Bristol cream. And we went up, he'd built a wee kind of <laughs> I don't know what you would call it, like a dwelling, a kind of dwelling in the loft, right? A, a couch and a TV and stuff. And we were up there. Uh, the guy still lived with his mum and dad. That's how long ago it was. Like it was, do you know what I mean? We were only, I don't know what age we were, 20s, like early, early 20s. And I was, I sat and I fucking just done my usual, but I just took the top off the bottle and I threw it away because I was like, we're not going to need that tonight, lads. <laughs> That's pointless, keeping fucking <laughs> things where we can stop drinking. Lunch. And I drank that bottle of Harvey's Bristol Cream sitting on that guy's couch in his loft. And I sank the whole thing. And I was like, I'm sober. This is pish. I've drank that full thing and I'm, I have not, not a dent in me. And I was saying, I am fucking feel fine. And then I stood up to go to the toilet and I just fucking 45 degree angle ran <laughs> and fell out his loft. <laughs> just fell out the square. Just fucking boof. Straight out steaming. Absolutely steaming. But as soon as I stood up, it fucking hit me like a ton of bricks man and I, and I basically ran myself out of his loft and missed every every step on that ladder on the way down just crumpled on the ground and I was away I was fucking gone by this point um, and all I really remember was and this is going to sound terrible man but I was doing the thriller dance in the metro and they weren't playing thriller <laughs> that's all I really remember about the rest of that night but the next day that I woke up I couldn't move my head my head, I'd, it was the sorest head I'd ever, I, like, it was, every time I moved, it felt like my brain was trying to escape through my eyebrows, it was just horrific, right, and I went downstairs, I had a gig that day, I had a gig to play, I was playing a gig at the side of a lorry in Solcoats, I was in a band at the time called Dudge, and that's, I had a gig, and I was fucking rough, with a capital R, and I went downstairs, and my, my mum took one look at me, and she was like, what the fuck have you done, and I was like, I drank a bottle of a Harvey's Bristol cream last night, and she was like, fucking Sherry, <laughs> Sherry, you drank a bottle of Sherry, that's, they make that, they make fucking cakes with that, and you've drank, that's what I've done, drank that whole thing, and then that, that day, because um, I was quite partial to a white Russian back in the day, which does have vodka in it, and uh, uh, I went to a pub that's not there anymore, it's, it's away. it was called the Hit Flask, I went to the pub round the corner from where we were playing at, at the side of the lorry uh, in Solcoats, and I uh, ordered a white Russian, but they make their white Russians with cream, right? Now a white Russian, if you don't know, is vodka, Kahlua and milk, made famous by the dude, made famous, the only reason I drank it was because of the Big Lebowski, the same reason I only drank... Harvey's Bristol Cream was because of Tom Waits and I drank Jack and Coke was because of Lemmy. Like, that's how much people have influence over me. See, if you've done something that I like, I will take something of yours and try and make it mine. <laughs> I'm just a fucking magpie. That's all I am. I'm just a magpie bastard. So, I, they gave me this white Russian with cream and I took one sip and I just, uh, that was me. I just waited. I was just sick all over the place. Um, and then I played the rest of that gig, uh, and I was I was rough. I was in Tunisia. That's where I was. I was in Tunisia, right? And uh, I was drinking mojitos, which are vodka. Tunisian mojitos have vodka in them, apparently. 
and I was smoking mad cigars. I was smoking mad cigars because I was just loving life at the fact that like I was I was rich in Tunisia. Like, I was like a multi-millionaire. Do you know what? That's what it felt like. Because everything was really cheap. So I was just like, I was, anything I could get my dirty mitts on, I was um, I was getting involved with. And it was uh, there was the, the shish pipe. I don't know if you've ever had one of those shish pipes. Fuck me. Life-changing, right? Uh, I, I got one, but I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know how to use it, but I didn't have the... I didn't want to tell the big man, the big guy that brought it out, that I didn't know how to use this thing. So I, I'd bought one and I took it up the road to use it and I'd bought the, the, the flavoured tobacco and all that and I was sitting out on the veranda or the balcony or whatever, I don't, fucking, I don't know what you call it, right? And I was sitting there um, and I didn't, what I was doing was I was just putting the tobacco on the top and then just burning it with a lighter and sucking through the hose. <laughs> just doing that. Turns out that's not how you do it. It involves hot coals and stuff. So one of the nights we went out to a pub and a guy had shown me how to do it. And I was like, oh, this is much better. This is a much better way to do it than the silly, stupid way I was doing it. Um, but I drank so much in Tunisia that no one really wanted to talk to me. No one. I was trying to engage people in conversation. And I was a big drunken Scottish man. Uh, and folk were like, no, no thank you, no thank you. But I made one friend, I made one friend, and it was a guy from Kazakhstan. It was a guy from Kazakhstan. Me and him became friends, and we're talking and stuff. And he, the way that we became friends was, I was in a lilo, in the, in the pool, steaming. And I had my feet on the side of the pool, the pool's edge, my heels, and I was just lying back, just enjoying getting burnt and being drunk. And I started to move away from the pool edge. And I, what the, how is this? And I, so I kind of paddled back and put my heels up again, started relaxing, and then I move further away again. Like, how the fuck is this? So again, I paddled back. And this happened about five or six times until I, I realised that it was this guy from Kazakhstan. I had, hadn't hadn't said a word to me, but was just swimming up and grabbing the edges of my lilo and just pulling me, <laughs> just pulling me into the middle of the pool. Uh, and then the two just started talking. And there was a point where I was reading a book, right, and then I fell asleep. And that I woke when I woke up because the guy from Kazakhstan was standing over the top of me and he was like, you need to get in the pool now. And I was like, why? I'm fine. <laughs> you need to get in the pool now because I'd burnt myself that bad. I looked like Billy Bear meat. <laughs> I looked like Billy Bear meat. Not that horrible meat you get. I don't even know what it is. is it chopped pork? Is that what it is? I quite like chopped pork to be fair. But the, like I was the colour of Billy Bear meat. And the guy, you'd, um, he's like, you need to get in the pool and cool off, man, because you're fucked. There was another guy came up to us, right? Another guy came up to us in the, in the, in the thingy, in the bar. This was the last holiday I went on. In fact, we went on another holiday, but the, 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 the next foreign holiday I went on was with kids, so it was very, very, very fucking very different, right? But the this time, this guy, it came up to us, and we were in the bar, and I'd ordered a drink, and the guy had... He'd recognised my accent. 
and was like, you're Scottish? And I was like, yeah. And he went, wait there. And he disappeared to the bar and he came back with, I don't fucking know what this thing was, but it was supposed to be a shot, but it was in a whiskey glass and it was, it, it was he near enough poured this thing to the top and he gave it to me and my good lady wife, gave us one each. And he's like, that's the local, whatever it is, the local spirit. You're Scottish, you're big drinkers, you're like this, right? And my good lady wife was like, thanks very much. And she's like, I'm not drinking that. Like, I'll be absolutely steaming. I'll be four sheets to the wind in Copenhagen if I finish that. And I was like, oh, I'll fucking drink it. And I drank both of them. <laughs> gadumph, gadumph. And I was fucking, I was, I was talking a different language. Uh, by that point, like I was away. The next foreign holiday we went away on, I went away to Spain. I had two kids with us. I still, to this day, do not know what the fuck we were thinking taking the two of them away on holiday. T still, now, I'm like, what the fuck? Because there's times where I look back on my time hop and stuff, and I'm like, they were really small. <laughs> like, they were, they were wild, and we took them away. On this holiday to Spain, and the whole thing was just, it was fucking, they were in trees, they were, like, it, it was just, you were just constantly just fucking running about looking for them. I had all these illusions in my head where I was going to go and get, like, beers and sit and smoke cigars in the balcony and stuff like that. I was in my bed every single day for half past six. Half past six, I was, the two years were absolutely fucked with the two of them. But... For some reason in this place we were staying, all the doorbells were really low. They were all really, really low down. I don't know why, right? They weren't normal doorbell height. I mean, where would a doorbell sit? Like, so you've got your door handle there and you've got the top of the door handle, the door frame. It would sit somewhere in between there, I would think. These were in the, the, the lower quadrant of the thing, of the door. And the first day that we turned up, um, my... The the first day we turned up and we slept and it was our first day we were going to go out and go to the beach and stuff. I opened the door at like six o'clock in the morning because the the boys had been up for two hours by this point, right? I opened the door and the two of them ran out like a pair of fucking possessed whippets, like just fucking gone. And the two and my eldest had spotted the doorbells, and the two of them rang every fucking doorbell the whole way down this hall. Ding 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 the whole way down this fucking hall while I'm chasing after them with a pair of bastard flip-flops on just running like one of those fucking lizards no idea you get in the desert and the sand's too hot for them to run on that's why I was chasing these two pricks basically just chasing them down the hall don't ring the doorbells don't ring the doorbells and that's what they've done that's what they've done and it was a full week of that it was a full week of that, and to this day I still look back and go, why in the name of Christ did we do that to ourselves? There's hundreds of things I look back on now and go, why the fuck did I do this to myself? I can't even remember if I said this, but did I, did I say I was going to tell you a story about cats? Did I say that at the start? I was going to tell you a story about cats, and I don't know where I've went. I've just had this vein where I was talking about being in, abroad. Like, I, I don't know. But I, I think I said I was going to tell you a story about cats. Let me take a drink of coffee. Right, my cats. We came uh, when I came back for Strunra. When I came back, like I was only away for four days, you know what I mean? But when I came back, um, my two boys were all, Dad, oh, we missed you so much, and all that stuff, right? 
Oh, when I went downstairs, I opened the door to the cats. It, like the back door to the cat. The two of them just fucking. I thought they would have liked me. I thought they would be like, oh, you're back. How you doing? The two of them just fucking walked right by me, blanked me, the pair of bastards. They didn't even look at me, right? But when I was away, my good lady wife went, Lucifer caught a mouse today. And I'd been pure looking forward to that. I know that makes me sound like a sadistic fuck, but like I, I was pure looking forward because that's what cats do. Like they'll go catch things and they'll bring them back and be like, look what I've got you. I've got you. Do you know what you'd love? Do you know what you'd love? You'd love. You look like you'd love a dead mouse. Well, I've got one, and here it is. And that's what Lucifer done. He brought back a mouse, and I was pure looking forward to that. And even saying that, it makes me sound like I've got serious problems. But I was. Do you know what I mean? It was like I don't know. I knew they were going to do it because my, I had cats growing up. I had two cats growing up. I had a cat called Sooty and a cat called Smokey, right? And I got. Sooty and primary one to stop me crying. No, I said I cried all the time. I went to primary one and I grew every day. Every day I went into school, I'd be crying. Because I fucking hated it, right? And my mum eventually was like, see if you stop fucking greeting for five minutes, we'll get you a cat. I was like, ah, okay. So she got me a cat. She got got me Sooty, right? And then when my sister went into primary one, she couldn't see shake by her. So she was like, he got a cat. I want a cat. So she got she got a cat and that's when we got Smokey, right? That's when we had the two cats. But the Sooty used to keep she'd bring back things to the house all the time. Right? And one time she brought back a tomahawk. That's a true story. My friend that stayed up the road from me had this toy tomahawk, right? Like the axe thing with like feathers. And my cat would drag this thing. Over three back gardens, <laughs> over three back gardens, and and bring the tomahawk to the house. Do you know what you'd fucking love? <laughs> Do you know what you'd fucking love? You'd love a tomahawk. Well, I've found one, and that's and so I'd need to then take the tomahawk and give it back to my friend, and my friend would um would then put it back out in his garden. Well, not back out in his garden. He was probably playing with it and just left it, but the cat kept bringing it back, and I don't know. It just reminded me of. A simpler time when your cats would bring you back dead things and all that. And I was looking, f- I w- it sound- makes me sound like a fucking weirdo. I was looking forward to my cat bringing me back dead things. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. It's just, it's like a, I don't know. I don't know what I'd built it up in my head to be. Something that obviously fucking wasn't. Do you know what I mean? But they didn't, they didn't miss me at all, which was annoying because I thought, I thought we had a thing going. Like, I thought we quite like, liked each other, but it turns out they couldn't give a fuck about me. They really couldn't. But my kids missed me, which was good. <laughs> which was good. Right, well, it's in my head. I need to tell you another story. Right? So, remember those seagulls I painted in the sulkets? The seagulls in the sulkets. So, I was doing my nosy, which is what I usually do, right? When someone tags me in something, or, like, I go and I read the comments. I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't. Because sometimes... Someone will say something and I will be annoyed at the fact that they've said this thing. And then I'll think about it for an hour. I'll fucking say this to them and then they'll fucking know. But um, I shouldn't do that because it's not healthy. It's not It's not healthy. Like, there's been sometimes people have written things. Like a guy, I'd painted a thing. I painted a thing years ago. 
It must be about nine or ten years ago I painted this thing, and it was one of the first things I ever kind of painted outside, right, in a place where people could see. I was getting paid for it, and this guy, I then went back to the same town, and I'd get another commission ten years later to paint another thing. And I got tagged in this thing that someone taking a photo of it and all that. And this one guy had basically started slagging the thing I'd done 10 years ago. 10 years ago. He was slagging the thing that I'd done all those years ago. And I was raging. I was angry at the fact that they were doing this. And I was like, that fucking bastard, I'm going to... And then it kind of dawned on me. I was like, man, I forgot about that thing. Like, I totally forgot I'd done that thing and this has such an impact on this guy's life that he's bringing up stuff that I've done a decade ago kind of there's an Eric Banner quote where he plays Chopper I don't think Chopper if you've never seen Chopper right Mark Mark Chopper Reed what is that his name Mark Reed Mark Chopper Reed ah fuck knows man but that, that film Chopper guy called Eric Banner, who went, he was a stand-up comedian, went on to do The Incredible Hulk, see the first Hulk film, um, which wasn't very good, but but Chopper's class, it's great, it's, it's Mark Brandon Chopper Reed, that's it, uh, and there's a bit in that where someone's, he's in prison, and someone's saying something to him, I can't remember what they're saying, and Chopper says, Beethoven had his critics too, see if you can name three of them. And I, I remember when that when that guy was slagging me. That, look at me comparing myself to Beethoven. Look at that. That's how you slide in that you're a genius. You don't come out and say it. You don't do a can you and walk about saying, look at, look at I'm a genius. Like, you, you want to slide it in. You, <laughs> you want to slip it in without people knowing that technically you're calling yourself a genius. But that was that came into my head when I was like, aye, aye. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, what is it you're not doing? What is it you're not doing that's meaning that you're going on a Facebook thread to bring up something I'd done 10 years ago? Anyway, I try and stay out the comments. But for the seagulls of Sulkets, the local paper, the Adros and Sulkets Herald, had took some photographs of it and put it up, right? And I was reading the comments, and so, the, the people are really nice about it and stuff like that, but there was one woman. One woman had said, and I can't remember what she'd written, but it was fucking brilliant, she said she was standing, she was walking through that alleyway and she'd spotted the seagulls and she was like, oh look at those seagulls <laughs> and while she was looking at a seagull that I'd painted on the wall an actual real life seagull shot on her <laughs> an actual real life seagull shot all down her jacket and she she decided to, to post this in to the to the, the address and Sulkets Herald and I was like, Oh my god, I need to can I and I said to her, I sent her a message, I was like, Please, can I tell that? Can I use that as a quote? But that's uh, tremendous. Cause the, the this is the thing about seagulls. I think I've heard that they aim for you. Like I've heard that they aim for you. So they do. But I've been shot on twice by seagulls that I know of. It's probably happened more than that, right? But there was one time I'm going to try and get through these quick. I've got nine minutes left on this, but eight minutes is just meant to eight minutes. Holy Jesus. Right. So the one of them was when I was a teenager, right? When I was a, a teenager, I was, uh, there was this girl that I liked, right? And I was trying to act cool in front of her. 
because that's what I thought I was. I thought it was cool. And there was another guy talking to her and I got a bit kind of jealous because I was only a teenager. Like, you know what I mean? You look at, you look, when you're like 14, 13, 14, you seem to think that you're a, an actual adult. And now at the age of 36, there's still things that happen that I look about and go, why the fuck did you do that? Do you know what I mean? Now, at 36, I'm still going, what the actual fuck are you playing at? So this guy was talking to this girl that I liked, and I kind of done my trying to act cool, walked up and all that, and I, and basically I tried to kind of shoulder him out of the way and kind of put my arm round her. And then he, he looked at my back, and I seen him looking at my back. How the fuck is he looking at? And as it, as it turned out, I, a seagull had shot right down the back of my jacket, and then I went into tech, into techie, and had to take my jacket off, and I hung it up, and I noticed there was a big seagull shit doing it. And the other one was an air race course. At the at, there was race horse racing. I'd been I was at the horse racing. Not something I do regularly, because I, I'm not a big. One, I'm not a big fan of horses. I'm not a big fan of horses. Any horse. Do you know what I mean? Like they've not done anything to me personally, but the I just don't see why people like them. Cars are much better, much more fuel efficient. You know what I mean? Like I don't get the horse thing. I understand. You know what I mean? Like people, people, people are horse daft. Like I, but um, I don't know. They don't really seem to fucking do much. And they and they need you to do everything for them. That's the other thing. Like if they were in a field somewhere, just fucking being a bunch of horses, I'd probably like them a bit more. But I, I don't, I don't get them, right? But I was, I was there to bet on them. That's the other thing I don't get. We bet in fucking hot. Anyway, it just seems so human. It's just a human thing, and to tame a thing, to then force it to run against other things, while we bet on them, madness. So my advice would be: if you're ever going to get shat on by a seagull, don't do it at a race course, because a seagull shat me at a race course, and I took my jacket off and went into the toilet and started cleaning it. Right, and every fucker that came in went, "That's good luck, son. You'll win the next race. That's good luck. That's good luck, son. You'll win the next race. Hey, son." That's good luck. You'll win the next race. And I was like, yep, th- right, cool. Thank you very much. Clean this seagull shit off me. And I never won nothing. I never won nothing that day. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? How the fuck did I get onto horses? I've had far too much coffee today. I've had far too much. This is this was stupid having this one. This was silly. Like, I drink far too much coffee. I remember I used to work at a place, right, where... I'd always turned up early, this was years ago, and I'd turned up early, and I'd brought in my own, this is how bad my problem was, this is how bad my coffee problem was, I brought in my own coffee machine, now I've got a coffee machine in the house, it's not a big fancy thing, right, it's not like the Nespresso things, because you would need to remortgage your house to keep that addiction going, like if you were addicted to those pods, you would need to remortgage your house, It's they're ridiculous, right, I've got one of the ones... So is it a filter coffee? And you like pour the water in. So I had one in the house that was doing, I, I loved it so much that I bought another one and took it, bought one with my own money and took it into my work. I would drink a pot of that before lunchtime to myself and then have another pot. Like it, it was not a good thing. And I, I think I've had my caffeine intake for today. Uh, but I love it. I love coffee, and apparently, apparently, if it's the right amount of caffeine, it actually does wonders for people with ADHD, apparently it helps you focus, 
Like whatever it is, a slight amount of caffeine will help you. I've had too much, but it will help you focus on what's going on and stuff. Apparently, but then I, I don't even know. One, I don't even know if I've got ADHD. I don't know if I've got it, and two, I don't know if that's shite. Like that could be a pure lie. That could be a total, total lot of push that we're talk- that I'm talking. Do you know what I mean? I don't even know how long I've been talking for. I really don't. What was that? I've got six minutes left of battery, it says. And I've got 37 minutes left of tape. Tape. <laughs> tape. I, it's funny how they still use the wee tape icon. They still use a wee tape icon as if anybody knows what fucking tape is nowadays. It's all SD cards. Anyway. Maybe we'll call this a bonus episode. Maybe that's what we'll do. Instead of saying it's a fully-fledged episode, I'll just say it's a bonus episode. Or fuck it, I'll just say it's the fifth one. I'll listen back to it and see if it's shite. That seems to be the going the way it goes. But So, right, I've still not done the score bags because it's the same day. It's the same day, so I haven't done the score bags. I've got no intentions of doing them today because I'm going to need to go and sweat that coffee out. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for your time. I am at Mr. Tragic O'Hara on all the stuff, all of them, Twitter, Facebook, the whole lot of them, except Snapchat, never really been able to work Snapchat, uh, and that this, this was this will be episode 5, potentially, or 4.5, depending on how fucking shite it is, um, and I'll catch, you, I'll catch you next time on Confessions of a Walrus Chaser. <laughs>